This is Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast, First Take. Here's Claremont High School teacher under investigation. A Claremont High School teacher was off the job last week after inflammatory comments allegedly made to students Thursday resulted in the school district opening investigation into the incident. Witnesses say on October 14th, Rosalinda Castillo, a 17-year CHS physical education teacher opposed to COVID vaccines and testing, told her students she refused to get the vaccine that, quote, testing sites have run out of supplies, the vaccine will sterilize them, according to a finished study, and that she doesn't want the vaccine to stop her reproductive system from allowing her to have children, unquote. She also is said to have told her students to, quote, fight for their rights, unquote. Castillo's claims regarding vaccine-related reproductive damage, as well as the assertion that testing sites are running out of supplies, are both false. Claremont Unified School District is investigating the incident, gathering evidence, and interviewing witnesses, though CUSD Assistant Superintendent of Human Services, Kevin Ward, repeatedly declined to confirm the name of the staff member being investigated, citing privacy concerns and the desire to maintain the integrity of the process. The investigation could take days or weeks to complete and, if the facts dictate, could result in a variety of actions, from nothing to a written reprimand, all the way up to dismissal, said Ward. The courier reached out multiple times to Castillo over the past six days via phone, text, email, and Facebook Messenger, but did not receive a response. In an October 14 email to a parent, Claremont High School principal Brett O'Connor wrote, quote, I was made aware of Miss Castillo's comments to her students today. We take these matters very seriously and have initiated an investigation. Your child is safe coming to school tomorrow and will not be subject to any comments from this teacher, unquote. Reached by phone October 15, O'Connor refused to comment and referred the courier to Ward. Ward, in an October 15 text to the courier, said, quote, Yesterday, several students and parents reported comments made by a CHS teacher during class. The teacher is not at school today, and CUSD has launched an investigation into the reports. I cannot comment on an active investigation. Unquote. If the probe determines Castillo indeed said to students what witnesses reported, does Castillo's speech violate district policy, California Educational Code, or the terms of her employment contract? Ward declined to comment on that as well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hypothesize because then we're gonna. You know, it, I need to be an impartial investigator. So I think at, at this point, you know, I need to. I need to collect the facts and make a determination about it. So you know, free speech, you know, law and and what people have the right, you know, to say and not say. What teachers have the right to say and not say, you know, is very complicated, right? So we'll be working with our legal counsel to make sure, you know, we you know, we pursue with the, with the full effect of, you know, the law, what we can't, what we can do. Focus at this point, right, is the collection of the facts. So when you, when you have an incident that occurs, the primary focus right away is to collect the facts before, you know, the data gets tainted or the information gets tainted. Ward was at CHS last Friday to begin that process. Other district administrators are also in the process of collecting facts, he said. Typical COSD protocol is staff members are placed on administrative leave while under investigation for, quote, a complaint that rises to a high level of concern, unquote, Ward said. He wouldn't say whether or not Castillo had been placed on leave. You do that to, you know, maintain the fidelity 
of the investigation. And then, you know, obviously witness statements start with witness statements. They're collected. And then you, you know, any other facts, data, video, you know, all you basically collecting all the evidence around that. And then um, what happens after you do a collection of all that information is the, the staff member is interviewed. Right, and presents any evidentiary, uh, hard evidence, whatever. Um, and so you, you, know, you spend during the investigative period, you spend that time really trying to get out all of, of the information and data. After gathering evidence, Ward will make a finding of fact. Based on the facts, was there a law violated? You know, was there a rule violated? Was there, a, you know, like you said, Ed Code, or was it a contractual violation? Kind of whatever that is. And then, you know, what happens from there really will depend on that finding. It works kind of like a, a, a trial, you know, the, the basic of the Board of Education could hear those matters. So it's a matter of presenting all of that. It can also do, go before an administrative hearing officer. There's kind of a number of different options depending on the severity of the matter. Staff members have the right to representation during any disciplinary hearing, Ward said. Castillo began working as a coach for CUSD in 1998. She was hired as a physical education teacher in 2004. Her yearly base salary is $99,319, plus a benefits package worth $5,400 for a total value of $104,719 per year. October 15 was the deadline for CUSD employees to comply with the state health order mandate that all public school staff must either be vaccinated or submit to weekly COVID testing in order to remain on their jobs. Though Ward declined to comment, or even to name Castillo as the person under investigation, it's reasonable to question whether the teacher's alleged October 14 outburst was tied to the impending deadline for her to advise the district of her plans in that regard. Three district employees have asked for religious exemptions from the state's vaccinate or test mandate. One has accepted CUSD's offer of a year off without pay as an accommodation for the request. The two other employees hadn't yet responded to the offer, Ward said. Staff members who accept the district's offer of a leave of absence will first expend his or her accrued paid vacation in sick time, and after that time will be on unpaid leave for up to one year, Ward explained. Under the agreement, he or she could return to work at any time inside of that one-year unpaid leave period. If the mandate changes or if, uh, I don't know, their vaccination status changes or there's a new test that comes out that they're willing to take, you know, whatever the conditions are, as long as they can become compliant with the state health order, they can come back at any time. If the staff member's leave stretches beyond a year, he or she will then be offered the option to return to work or resign. There's really no other um, leave options after that. This has been Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier podcast, First Take. Thanks for listening.